not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Barons win! Barons win! Cody Jansen stopped 92 out of 95 shots, including a penalty shot in overtime. Somehow he still only wound up the third star of the game. You like that? Jansen has a heart. Y'all smoked it crack! Hey, it's another Wednesday World Hockey Report. Cody Jansen with you. Coming to you live from beautiful Alberta. We're in the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios. It's World Hockey Report presented by Lord Go Auto Parts, the official auto parts retailer of Hockey Canada and Team Canada. So I tweeted it out earlier that this show is going to have a lot of Ottawa Senators talk. And we are going to get to it couple of things here. We're just getting in touch with uh, Ken Warren. I know that the uh, Sens are skating today, so I'm sure there's some media holdups. We'll get through all of that. we got a lot else to get to, though. Mark Broussard is going to come on from Ledge Rock. And then Zach Medeiros, Grey Cup champ. You know he was going to talk Flyers last week for hours if we let him. So we decided we would let him get back on the show in about 40 minutes' time. We'll do that. We'll talk everything with them from the Eastern Conference to everything else there is to get to. Every time, join the conversation at World Hockey RPT on Twitter. I'm there at Janner31 underscore. Not too hard to join the conversation if you're watching on 12 Ounce Sports Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Let us know. Say good morning. Hey, we're going to start giving away gift cards to the most active people in the chat. You don't want to miss out. It's free money. Free money for you. We've given away hockey sticks. We've given away swag. You know what? No harm in connecting with us here. Let us know your thoughts anytime. I'm there at Janner31 underscore on Twitter. World Hockey Reports there at World Hockey RPT. Today, we got a lot to get to. A lot of sends talk. As I already said, Brady Kachuk sounds like they're not expecting him to start this season. Disappointing? Yeah, of course. Expected? I would say at this point, yes. And that's what I want to talk to Ken Warren about from the Ottawa Sun because he had a great article on it. And I think that there's a lot of insight to be had in that of how is he going to start this season if he sits out through training camp. He is still young. You got to remember that. I mean, we're not talking about a veteran who's been in the league for how many years. We are talking about a younger player who's taking a stand saying, hey, I don't need training camp. I want a better deal. Figure it out, or I'm not going to play for your team. That's what Brady Kachuk is doing. Like it or not, that's what's happening. Hey, if you're going to the rink anytime soon, as I will be tonight, Lord Kawato Parts, i got to stop there as well. They can ensure you've got everything you need for a smooth ride from bright white headlight replacement bulbs for increased visibility during early morning or late night commutes to battery maintainers. They're going to ensure your vehicle starts when the temperature drops. You need that. It's cold. It's cold in the building here today. I'm a little chilly. I'm not gonna lie. I I got the this you know, got the socks on, got the hoodie on, and I'm still a little chilly. But if you want to make sure your vehicle stays warm during the winter, get those battery maintainers. Visit a Lord Co Auto Parts location for knowledgeable service quality parts and accessories. Visit LordCo.com to find a store near you. As I already said, we're coming to you from the beautiful Pro Rock Broadcast Studios in beautiful Alberta. Follow me on Twitter at Janner31 underscore the shows at World Honky RPT Pro Rock, the absolute best sticks. This is an interesting story that broke. Shout out to Alex Micheletti for uh, hooking us up with this one. Evander Kane is now being investigated for using a fake vaccination card, potentially. That's insane. 
It's insane that someone who's had so much scrutiny, criticism, and everything else that has gone on with this guy over the past five years thinks that he can get away with a fake vaccine card. A couple of big names actually just got placed on waivers. I'll break that news here on World Hockey Report since we are coming to you live on 12-ounce sports. Volcom for Anaheim, Fogarty for Boston, Aaron Dell for Buffalo. Did the Oilers look at him maybe? The Oilers could use a third-string goaltender. I'm not saying that uh, Stuart Skinner doesn't have a chance, but I think you'd want him in the minor leagues. My opinion right there. Uh, Mateau from Colorado, Kiefer Sherwood from Colorado, Dylan Sakura, Colorado, Austin Zarnick with the Islanders. I think he spent some time with the Flames as well. Uh, Witherspoon with the Islanders. Glenn Denning with Philly. Cole Lind with Seattle. Does someone give Cole Lind a shot? You'd have to assume so. Friend of the show. He should be in the NHL, I think. I, I feel like he would fit a depth role in Seattle. Maybe he's not getting the absolute best one. The Grindline Podcast hops in on YouTube and says, let's talk about why Lucas Raymond is a hockey god. You know I love the Wings and the Grindline podcast coming through clutch here early with some Wings talk. Now, I think Lucas Raymond, and we talked about it during the draft too, of I was a little shocked at how far he fell. But let's talk about this guy's ceiling because this this kid has incredible potential. And, and I'm not, you know, we're going to talk sense today with some people and, and I'm not going to compare him exactly to Tim Stutzler because they're different players, but his mobility on the ice, how he sees the ice is something special. And he's going to be a top line player for years to come. Like this is a guy, when you're talking about Detroit Red Wings record books, he is going to be up there with some. That's how good of an offensive player he has. You know, that's his repertoire right there. And I also think, I also think that just the way that they're building their team, a guy like Moritz Sider snapping him the puck, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, that team is going to be deadly in a few years. They pick up Nedeljkovic for peanuts. Eric says the Grindline podcast apparently says... He's had a hell of a camp. Well, hey, Grindline Podcast, maybe I got to go back and listen to an episode or two of yours. Let me know. I mean, what's your, what's your Twitter handle? What's uh, Maybe as if you're on Apple, I can search it up there. I'd love to hear you know some more opinions. He says, hell of a camp is an understatement. Six points in three preseason games. Uh, chemistry with Larkson's Adina scary top line. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is when you're talking about offensive threats for a long term, if they can get this guy locked up, and that's the issue you're seeing with like an Elias Patterson right now is how can you get these guys locked up for cheap early? But they know their value. That's where the wings are going to have to come in with a little bit of a Tampa Bay lightning mentality, dare I say, of you probably want to try get them under six, seven, eight years as soon as possible. Grindline. At Grindline Pod on Twitter. Go follow him. Just posted our latest episode with Tony Ferrari. I'll go check that out. I'll chuck it a download. Grindline podcast. Always, uh, always here to support it. Tony Friary, great guy as well. Uh, MK ADHD. Oh, Mike, what's up? What would the extent of Evander Kane discipline be? Money games banned for a year? Mike, here's here's what I'm talking about with Evander Kane's fake vaccine card. That's a criminal, criminal code offense. I'm not a lawyer, but I was reading up and that if you provide fake documentation, providing medical information, that's up to five years in federal prison 
Evander Kane could go to prison for this. This isn't just a league investigation right now. This could be something way more serious. Like, we're talking about actual jail time for an NHL player for providing a fake vaccine card. That's crazy to me. That's insane. How this happened? How the league let him get away with this? I don't know. I don't exactly understand it. There is going to be more information that will come out. I guarantee that. But Evander Kane, interesting. And let me know. Join the conversation anytime at World Hockey RPT. We're coming to you on 12 Ounce Sports, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Zingo TV, Channel 761. Mike says, or a giant amount of bond money. That's uh, that's likely the case. But again, when we're talking about Evander Kane, how many times has he filed for bankruptcy? This guy doesn't have a perfect track record. That's the issue. They're going to take all of that into effect. And now if you're potentially using a fake vaccine card, I don't know. The NHL's got to figure something out here. You got to get them help. That's number one. You know, it's been talked about time and time again. There could be other issues going on, and the NHL has to step in. They have to get their players help. They have to make sure this is dealt with, you know, properly. Properly. I got a question, though, Grindline Podcast. You know, uh, follow them on Twitter. But... The, the, the Bertuzzi thing. I haven't heard from too many Wings fans. Obviously, they're not that vocal on World Hockey Report. But uh, uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Bertuzzi. What's going to happen? Is he going to still get the team respect if he's sitting out games because he chooses not to get the vaccine? Now, it doesn't matter what side of the fence we're on here. We're not on the team. We're not playing in these games. But I'm interested to, to hear the vibe around the team from media members, from fans on Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi, that is. Interesting. We're having problems connecting with Ken Warren here from the Ottawa Sun. We'll try uh, we'll, we'll try give it a call and see if it uh, works. But no, it doesn't seem like we are uh, getting through. Maybe we'll have to arrange another time to c- connect with Ken Warren here and talk some uh, senators. They said, Bert is cleared for contact, cleared for practice. And uh, he's been held out all preseason. That's fine. And I mean, he can look great in those games. But come, you know, if you can't make the trip up to Canada, if you can't, you know, play in those games, if some of these cities are going to start saying, hey, you've got to be vaccinated to enter our building, there has to be a little bit of, I don't think collusion's the right word. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Last word from Kevin Allen was that Eisenman was gauging interest from other GM, GMs on Bert. I agree. Uh, Mike says NBA Warriors player Andrew Wiggins said he was forced to get the vaccine. Would NHL teams do that? They're not forcing them, but again, they're saying, hey, if you don't get it, you you, you know you, you can't play. Simple as that. It's not that hard. We are having issues connecting with Ken here. We'll have to uh, get this figured out a little bit later on. Bottom line, like D-Max said, is that you either 100% in or you're out. Makes you look like a bad teammate. I did see that interview. Oh, man. Uh, what's the show? It's it's Woodward Sports, I believe it is. That's where Darren McCarty is. I did see that clip. It went viral. It was a good one. It, it makes sense. It says, hey, you know, are you going to be the teammate that says, I'm bigger than the team right now, and I'm fine without playing in the NHL if that means I don't have to get the vaccine. Or are you going to suck it up and get the jab, essentially? I don't know. 
I mean, it, it doesn't affect me, whatever side of the, the thing you fall on. I'm vaccinated. I advocate for people to get vaccinated because I don't want to see people get sick and die from it. You know, that's there, there's been too many people I know have been affected by COVID seriously. And I do think that the doctors, the top scientists are the ones looking out for us for the most part. And that's, you know, that's my choice. That's my opinion. I'm not shying away from that. I've talked about that from a long time. Interested to hear your thoughts, though. Join the conversation anytime at World Hockey RPT on Twitter. 12-ounce sports Facebook. <laughs> suck it up and get the... Su- suck it up or get the jab, Janner. I, I guess you could say that, Mike. I'll go with that. I also got some interesting points here. Florida and Tampa, the rivalry. What a game. How many penalty minutes were in there last night? A bunch of Donnie Brooks. You got Sam Bennett getting in two fights in the third period. That's hockey. I love it. I love it. And this is this is the perfect time for these two teams to get hot because, you know, mid-90s, Tampa sucks. Florida's good. They make their cup run. They kind of heat up. Now, all of a sudden, early 2000s, Tampa's good. Florida sucks. You know, you get to the early 2010s, uh, I'd say Florida was fine. Tampa was rebuilding. You know, you could really feel it once they got Stammer. You knew that they were going to turn things around. And all of a sudden, they've been a wagon for the last five years. Florida was kind of irrelevant. Now they're getting back up to that stage. I love the Reinhardt edition. Obviously, Bobrovsky's dead weight on the back end. But what do you do? That happens to the worst. It's interesting. Grindline, great show, Janner. Thanks for the interaction. Hey, Grindline, I'm going to listen to your podcast later today, and I'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. Guaranteed. Can't wait to hear from Tony Ferrari, you guys, what you got to say on the the wings. Maybe we'll get some wings talk tomorrow. Maybe we can get D-Mac on or something to, to talk some wings. That's a, that's a team where I don't neglect them, but I would say that they don't really bring out the biggest storylines. So... Interesting. Interesting angles to take on the wings, I guess, as a rebuilding team. But there's also a ton of young potential. And I would say as they're looking right now, they're going to have a way quicker turnaround than a team like Ottawa. Based on the fact that I feel, you know, I'll say that they're getting the buy-in. The buy-in from their players outside of Burt. And I do think that that really builds a culture when you got Stevie Y there. Uh, chances of Seattle Kraken land McKinnon. That's an interesting one, Mike, because come the offseason, he's going to want to get paid. And if the Avs don't have success in the playoffs, I think McKinnon could be gone. What loyalty do you have to a team that's underpaid you for years and didn't build a contender? I think he could be gone. Grindline, trust the Iser plan. That's one of the best names in all of sports. Eric says they do kind of stick to themselves, don't make national news lots. I agree, and they are a little bit quiet, although, I mean, they're one of the biggest wagons for how many years? That was impressive. Still no luck here connecting with Ken Warren. We'll have to do it another day. During the commercial break, we'll uh, figure it out. We'll, we'll get him on the line. I apologize to Ken there from the Ottawa Sun. Do you want to get his... And again, go read it. We'll tweet out his link because he had a great story there on the Kachuk one. I, I really... Maybe maybe tomorrow or another day we'll touch base with him because he had a great article on Brady Kachuk and just the impact that it's going to leave on a young player missing a training camp. This isn't a veteran holding out. This isn't Walt sitting out. Matthew did sit out. Mike, worst team in the NHL, Arizona or Buffalo? 
That's an interesting one. I will say Buffalo. I just think that their goaltending is a little bit weaker, and I think the Yotes still do have some awesome pieces. Clayton Keller's nasty. I mean, he is just a disgusting player. They still got Phil Kessel, although there's rumors that they kind of want to move him. Could be interesting to see where this team uh, ends up going in the off season. Alrighty, we got to step aside here. Appreciate all the, the conversation. We'll bring it back. We'll talk sends with Mark Broussard. It's Cody Jans at World Hockey Report, presented by Lord Co Auto Parts. We're back in a minute. Sport Travel Tours is the official tour supplier for the Spangler Cup Ice Hockey Tournament in Switzerland. Nestled amongst the stunning Swiss Alps is the exclusive resort of Davos. This December, teams from all around the world will compete in the world's oldest invitational hockey tournament, the Spangler Cup. Sport Travel Tours packages include incredible hotels, amazing tickets, and a New Year's Eve party in the mountains to remember. Check out SportTravelTours.com today. Hockey is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection. However, they light the lamp, you're going to win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What we do here is go back, 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 back. It's World Hockey Report. Cody Jansen with you. We're presented by Lord Co. Auto Parts. Visit Lord Co.'s in-store truck centers at select locations. We bring a board. Our friend from out east, it's Mark Broussard joining us. Mark, let's talk sense, and I apologize for getting to you late. We're having some tech issues here, but one of the big questions that obviously is going around sense lands, what's happening with Brady Kitchuk? Now, I, I read the Ken Warren article, obviously talking about some concerns about maybe his conditioning and whatnot when he comes back, but what's the latest that you're hearing? Obviously, it seems like the start of the season is just out of question at this point. Well, I would say I wouldn't say that. I mean, it, 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 he could show up any time, really, uh, and, and be thrown in, in the in the lineup uh, whenever he shows up. I mean, they uh, he's been skating in Michigan with uh, Pedersen and Hughes uh, from Vancouver before they left uh, and signed with the Canucks. So I would think he's a guy who's uh, who keeps in pretty good shape. He's 22 years old. He he's not gonna. He's going to need a couple of practices to get back into the swing of things, but uh, I would think it uh, he could uh, do it fairly quickly. Uh, he, he played uh, most of last year with uh, Josh Norris and Drake Batterson, so he has familiar, familiarity there. He can uh, jump right back into his left wing spot on that on that line, and uh, on the power play, it's pretty simple what he does. He gets to the front of the net and uh, he creates havoc. So uh, I think he could do that with his eyes closed. So. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, his camp uh, finding common ground with uh, with the Senators, and so far they haven't done that. 
From what you've seen so far from this team, how's Tim Stutzla looking? Is he going to take another step forward this year? Obviously, playing as a teenager last year, I think he was one of the most impressive rookies. But what have you seen that's really grown in his game? Oh, he looks uh, he looks pretty good. He's I mean he's still only nineteen, so there's still growing pains. There's still games where he gets uh, frustrated, but uh, I mean he's going to his body. He's playing more physical. He's probably going to be better in his own zone because he figures it out. Uh, uh, there's no talk of uh, he he's pretty much set and playing uh, on the left wing. There's no talk anymore about putting him at center. So uh, I think uh, yeah, of course he, he he's only going to get better. He, he He's, uh, you could say it last year, he has world-class world uh, world speed and skills. So uh, as he matures, he's going to only get, get better. What's his ceiling? It's hard to say. I mean, he could be a, a, a 60, 70-point player as, as well as he could be a 90, 100-point player at some point. But uh, uh, with him, it's just a question of maturity, uh, gaining gain experience, and, and uh He's figuring the, figuring out uh, pretty pretty well for last year from a for a shortened season uh, uh, where uh, I mean with the COVID it was nothing like a regular season this year we'll see how he does over an 82 year 82 game schedule. I think he's the perfect player for the new age NHL and just how it's going with a little bit of skill, but he still brings some of that grit and he's, uh, I mean, he's a freight chain. He's running over guys and he's tiny out there. So I think he's a perfect player for the Sens and he's going to be an absolute stud. Now, goaltending's another issue that the Sens have had. Is Matt Murray going to have a bounce back year? Have we seen the best of Matt Murray and it's behind him now? Are the Sens going to be regretting this contract they handed him? What's your breakdown of him? Well, so far in camp, he's, he's looked uh, quite a bit better than he did at the start of last year, last season in January. Uh, he he looks uh, pretty squared into to the shooter most of the times. I think he still has some issues with the glove hand. It's pucks that uh, he, should, he should catch that he doesn't sometimes. But uh, he, he certainly he, he's looked a lot better. At the end of last season, uh, he had the shutouts in two of his last three starts before he had a, another injury. He got hurt a few times this this year. He's put on 12, 13 pounds to try to hopefully withstand the, the contacts better. And uh, uh, yeah, of course he he's been uh, on a on a on a downward trend for the last couple of years. Uh, his last year in Pittsburgh wasn't good. His last year, not his first year in Ottawa, wasn't very good. But uh, it's goalies. Uh, you never know when they figure it out. If they get in a groove and and they get rolling, then. Uh, you, you know, he, the guy has won two Stanley Cups, uh, and he was pretty good back then. So he's only still only 27. Uh, I wouldn't uh, write him off that he's a complete bust uh, uh, here. Of course, he, he he makes a lot of money, 6.25 million a year for another three years. So uh, the good thing is that they they have some prospects that are coming up behind him. Uh, Philip Gustafson played really well at the end of last year. Uh, Anton Fosberg, uh, they picked up on waivers. He's done very well as, as a backup. And, uh, and, uh, he, um, and, uh, in, in the minors, they also have Matt Sogar and Belleville who, who's pretty good. So, uh, if Murray doesn't do the job, they'll, they'll I don't think they'll hesitate to turn to, to the other guys. Mark Broussard, my guest here on World Hockey Boards, Cody Jans. And with you, quick question, Thomas Shibata, how far away from being a top 10 defenseman in the league is he? I think he still has uh, a little work to do, especially defensively. Uh, he saw it. I mean, the last preseason game against the Leafs, he 
the, his coverage in front of the net on the winning goal wasn't very good. And uh, so he still has work to do, but this year they're going to try to uh, give him a little more uh, leeway to play offensively. He has uh, a new partner in Arden Zub who's been pretty good with him. So we'll see how, how that turns out. He's very motivated to try to make Team Canada for the Olympics, but uh, long with, it's a hard team to make, that's for sure. And, and last one for you, you've obviously uh, spoken with DJ Smith a lot more than I have, but do you think he is the coach of the future here? Because this is a young up-and-coming team, and I would say that their best is still five years out. Do you think DJ Smith is still going to be the guy to bring this core together and be coaching the team in five years when they're hopefully serious playoff contenders? Oh, five years is a long time. Uh, I know. We'll, we'll see about that. If there's no coaches that are, I mean, if he gets that team to win, yeah, sure. But uh, uh, that's uh, that's a very hard hard question to answer. Do, do, do you think though that he connects with these players well enough to be the coach I, that goes Cody, on a long run? Because I, I have to go. I have a, an appointment to make, so. I'm sorry I have to interrupt you. No worries, Mark. No worries. Hey, we appreciate you hopping on the show. Best of luck, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll connect down the road. All right. Thank you. Mark Broussard right there, my guest on World Honky Report. I guess we shouldn't keep him past his appointment. I appreciate him taking the time, though. We are going to try connect again with Ken Warren from the Ottawa Sun. Technical difficulties here at the studios. The Pro Rock Broadcast Studios, that is. Maybe we'll split time with Zach Baderos later on. I don't care what he thinks. He'll be mad about it. we got to get Ken Warren's tank, though, if he is available. And I want to go back to that Florida-Tampa rivalry that we were talking about because this is one that is going to continue to develop and continue to get even bigger now that Florida's seeing what it takes to win firsthand in the playoffs. They've added depth up the middle with Sam Reinhardt. They've added a little bit of toughness. They've not dead weight in Kiki Andel on the back end, but he wasn't providing what they wanted. So they're going to flop him around. I don't think Montour is exactly the guy who is your perfect replacement. If I can say that, I don't really think so. But again, Florida continues to develop and the, the herd kind of thins out in Tampa. They have thinned out a little bit. They've lost a lot of guys in expansion draft. They've lost Johnson. They've lost Gord. They've lost Coleman. Who am I forgetting? Uh, Barkley Gaudreau, I think. I don't know. I'm trying to go back and think of names that they've lost. And they have lost a fair amount. They've thinned out as a team. Do they still have one of the best lines in the NHL? Yes. Do they still have one of the best power plays? Do they have the best goalie? Yes, yes, yes. Defenseman, yes. But their depth isn't there anymore. And that's where Florida is going to try and take advantage of them with your guys like Lomberg who are getting in there and stirring up the mix as they were your Sam Bennett's. If they can be effective players, Florida's going to push them. That was arguably the most exciting NHL playoff series last year. And Florida's gotten better and Tampa's gotten worse. So I think if these two teams meet in the playoffs again, we could see one of the best damn series we've ever had in the NHL. It's as simple as that. Love to know your opinion, though. Join the conversation anytime. I'm on Twitter at Janner31 underscore shows at World Honky RPT. We're coming to you live on 12 Ounce Sports, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Just waiting to hear back. Yeah, we are going to get Ken Warren on here in in, uh, about five minutes' time. We'll get Ken Warren up, get his thoughts on Brady Kajuk. Again, my apologies. We had some technical issues, but we made it work because of the you guys who joined the conversation, who talked about Evander Kane being investigated for a fake vaccine card. We've talked about Florida. 
And, and shout out as well. I always like to do this anytime I uh, get the pleasure of going out the other shows. Michael from Oilers Live Podcast. Go follow him on Twitter at Oilers Live. He had me on the show there. It was last night. Yeah, it was last night. We got to talk some Oilers. Go check it out at Oilers Live on Twitter. Other NHL news, and this is one of the things that I was vocal about on Twitter. The Leafs have sent Nick Robertson down to the minors. And my anger for this stems from last season where they held him out of the World Juniors because they wanted him to develop. Well, what good is developing? And then the reasoning for sending him down is, well, we want him to play a big role. We wanted to play a big role in the minors. You don't think he would have played a big role in the World Juniors? You don't think his confidence would have gone up if he played a big role for the Americans in the World Juniors, won a gold medal? I don't get their logic. It doesn't make sense. A freak accident like Kirby Donk happens once every 10 years, if not less. And they're going to have the audacity to hold Nick Robertson out from the biggest junior tournament, one of the biggest hockey tournaments, if not the biggest hockey tournament in the world. They're going to hold him out and they're going to keep him out of the NHL for two years now? I don't know. That's an interesting development system, if you ask me. Also, shout out to Jake Neighbors. Adam tweeted this one out. He's probably not going to go back to the Oil Kings this season. Why? Because... He's played on the top line in St. Louis. I mean, this is a junior age kid who's really stepped up his game. He's playing ahead of Cairo. He's playing ahead of Saad. He's on the top line with Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. Yeah, not bad line mates when you're a 20-year-old kid who can come back to the number one junior team in Western Canada. I think actually all of Canada. I think CHL. Now, this was also... You know, this one kind of broke this morning per Darren Drager here. Sources say the Eichel saga may be shifting. Ongoing discussions and additional access to Jack's medical files have helped teams with trade interest clearly see a situation. Both sides are hopeful something can be worked out soon with one of the clubs, with one of the clubs in the mix. So basically other teams can see his medical records now. Not sure what took him this long. Don't exactly understand why. The holdup was here what Buffalo thought they would benefit by holding his medical records. But for Darren Drager, that's out now. Also, Tom Sestito, he spoke up after Robin Leonard did about uh, the NHL and some drug drug abuse issues that they have been having. And he's going to have a meeting with the NHL, NHLPA, to discuss his concerns. Second player to come out against the drug use in the NHL. They're definitely not the first and second. So I don't know where this... I guess Hockey Hound tweeted it out. They're definitely not the first to come out and talk about the abuse of Toradol and stuff like this in the NHL, but they're getting meetings, so it's the first of this month. Also, Eric chimes in, says they were ranked number one in the preseason ranking. Would love to see neighbors back selfishly, but great for the player if he makes the big club. I think he's sticking with the big club, man. You don't play with Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron if you're not at that level already. But here was a take on the drug issue, and I'll leave it with this. Ron Peterson says no one's cramming them down their throat and meaning no one's shoving drugs down their throat that uh no no one is they are they're adults they can make their own decision but that's a bs take i mean that's low as it gets you can't you can't tell me that these players didn't think their jobs were on the line and if they didn't take them there was some pressure that they might be done in the nhl So yeah, no one's shoving it down their throat, Rod. We get you.
We get you. But if you haven't been in the situation, maybe it's best to sit this one out. Alrighty, commercial break time here. Uh, it's Cody Jansen. We'll talk about presented by Lord Co. Auto Parts. We're going to come back with Ken Warren and Zach Baderos after the break. We got him. We talked about him for the first 10 minutes or so of the show. But Ken Warren's here from the Ottawa Sun to talk since he had that article that come out with Brady Kachunk, I believe our social manager, social media manager. Eric tweeted it out. Go check it out at World Hockey RPT. So let's bring him on the show. Ken Warren joins us. We're presented by Lord Co. Auto Parts. Go check him out today for the dedicated truck center or go check him out. Find a store near your lordco.com. Ken, I want to talk about that Kachuk article because you, you break it down as a young player. If he sits out camp, there could be some bigger issues the team might have to deal with and as a player again he's not as adapted to the league to come in and you know just step right in doesn't matter if he's skating in michigan or not so i want your thoughts on this whole kachuk debacle yeah just just to you know so everybody knows exactly what we're talking about what what i did is i i just uh you know dj smith senator's coach said the other day hey some guys when they were out of uh, a while can jump right back in other guys it takes them a while and then they might have off years so what i did is i just took a look back at some of the guys who are in a similar case uh over the past several years coming out of their entry level and that includes matthew kachuk and it includes uh Matthew matthew barzell and it includes uh patrick line and uh rantman guys that have come out of their entry level and uh either missed all of training camp or most of training camp and into the season. Uh, the other one is William Nylander, of course, and and just broke down how their seasons went after. And um, by and large, they had okay seasons, but in some cases, and Nylander in particular, who's, who was out till December, uh, as, as Toronto Maple Leafs fans would know, really, really struggled badly and could never really find his game. So, uh, it, it was just taking a step back and looking what happens if a player misses training camp and how does that affect the season um, that that's about to come and that's beyond anything that has to do with money or negotiations. It's just it's just a question of of can that player jump back on the train. Now, Ken, I'm out in Western Canada here up by Edmonton and obviously down the QE2 is Calgary. And I guarantee you the comment section is going to be blowing up saying, hey, what about Brady Kachuk to Calgary? Why is he not being a trade option? Do you think there's any chance he does actually get moved or is he in Ottawa to stay for good? Uh, Well, a lot of it is for good. Um, That's, you know, what it's for good mean. I... I, uh, (laughs) I think that from what's come out in the last few days, I think that definitely there's a lot of talk here about the bridge for for Brady. That, that that's maybe what the Kachuk camp wants. That they want a three-year deal, similar to what Matthew has in Calgary. And uh, you know, it, it's not. It's just to see maybe maybe the playing field in terms of where the salary cap is is much different in three years from now. And uh, you know, I, I don't I don't see Matthew coming to Ottawa. For one, what what I I'm thinking might be might be very intriguing here is what happens uh, to Matthew next summer when he you know he's still in our RFA but he's got arbitration rights uh, and where he goes if he stays in Calgary what if what if Matthew goes to St Louis for instance in a trade and that you know that's rumbling has been out there uh, a little bit um, it, it was there a little bit in the summer. And, uh, you know, then, then of course, everything would go crazy here in Ottawa, but whether, whether the Kachuk brothers would ever get together somewhere else. But 
for for now, I think that the holdup clearly is Ottawa made uh, made it very clear that they are most interested in signing Brady to an eight year deal and have him locked up here for uh, you know like for good. Um, but that not necessarily what what the Brady Kachuk camp wants right now. And it's interesting to see what this number is going to come in at. Is it going to come at a number close to Leon Dreisaitl? Is it going to come at a number a little lower, closer to Matthew Kachuk? I don't know. I still think that there's a lot of question marks. But again, the longer this holds out, the more I think that Brady Kachuk would be fine signing a short deal and getting out of Ottawa. Again, I, I don't have any inside information there. That's just my thoughts. Now, I want to know your thoughts, Ken. Obviously, you've seen this team and watched them throughout training camp preseason here. How's Tim Stutzla looked? Because he's one of the prospects that I'm obviously wildly high on. Well, that's a great segue because tomorrow night, Tim Stutzla is going to be playing in Brady Kachuk's normal spot on the top line with Josh Norris and uh, Drake Batherson, you know, that, that, that was being, was really a phenomenal young line for the senators last year with Kachuk playing with, with Norris who came out of nowhere, uh, outstanding rookie season and Batherson who's come into his own. So they're really searching for offense here. You know, they're not quite sure of course, as, as a coach, EJ Smith uh, is sort of independent of the negotiations if he can be he's looking for finding ways for this team to score and he said look we, we got to try things so they're going to try tim stutzla on that top line uh against montreal tomorrow see how it goes and that might be you know that might be a band-aid here until kachuk comes um stutzla's primarily played as a second line left winger and uh you know like you say you're a fan he, he had his moments last year a little bit of inconsistency which isn't which certainly isn't, uh, you know, rare for a young player, but uh, he has been dominant at times in training camp, and at times he, he's 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 uh, tailed off a little bit. So I, I'm intrigued to see what he can do with with Norris and Batherson, who are phenomenal playmakers. Um, so maybe those three together can can really light it up, and then uh, you know we'll see how the rest of the lineup shakes out from there. So. Um, it's intriguing you mentioned Stutzla because, uh, you know, DJ Smith is doing what he can here to move the puzzle pieces around to, to, to make sure the Senators are competitive at the outset here. Now, I think, you know, 90, 99% of people would have said goaltending was one of the Senators' weakest points last season. What's your thoughts on this Matt Murray and, and you know, probably a young backup tandem, maybe Gustafson gets in there. I know, I believe Holberg's still kicking around, you know, in the minors. I don't think Sogard's close to ready to be a backup yet. But how, how concerning is this, that you've got a young team, you'd hopefully have a solid guy behind you to bail him out once in a while, and Matt Murray hasn't proven to be that in Ottawa on a full-time basis? Well, he, I mean, he was terrible last year. He, 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 he was not very good at all. Um, but what's your option? You know, you, you signed to a big contract, you come back, you changed goalie coaches, you came in, he did, he did uh, show some signs late in the season with a new goalie coach that, that he, he'd found something different and he was okay. And doing that, you know, the centers had a good finish. Um, what, what turned around their season a lot was was when uh, you mentioned Gustafson was in, and so was Joey Decord for a while, and, and before he got picked up an expansion by Seattle, those two really really picked up their game, and and the team built around that. So of course it's a concern. I, I think it is the number one concern with most teams, and especially in Ottawa. You know, 
we said we were just talking about goals. Where are the goals going to come from? Especially without, you know, if, if Kachuk is out, it's going to be a struggle for them to score. They can't give up bad goals. Um, but I'll say this so much. Uh, so far in training camp, Matt Murray has looked really good. There's been no no real weak goals, like, like the, the obviously bad goals he let in last year. We've seen none of that through training camp. So it's, it's been a good camp for him. Um, and, and I think at the outset, probably Anton Forsberg is going to be the backup with Gustafson waiting in the wings as the goalie of the future. Um, he's on the two-way, so he would most likely start the year in Belleville, the AHL. Um, but, of course, it's a much shorter leash, of course, right? With, with Matt Murray, if he struggles, they're going to have to find some other solutions. But, uh, you know... The Murray thing has taken a back seat, let's say, to the Kachuk thing so far in training camp for obvious reasons. 100%. It's probably good for Murray, too, that the spotlight's off him. I got one last one for you, too, and it's a yes or no question because I know journalists love that. Thomas Shabbat, does he make the Canadian Olympic team, Ken? I'm going to say no. Um, I thought he had a step back last year. Uh, He's just put in too many situations and his defensive game suffered a little bit. And I think that boils down to trust in the coaching staff. Um, you've got other guys that can, that can produce the offense. I, I just, I, I think right now, no, if he has an outstanding first month or two of the season, then I think he puts himself back on the radar. Can appreciate you being flexible with us here. Appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy the season and we'll touch base down the road. Take care. Thanks. Right there, Ken Warren from the Ottawa Sun joining us to talk sense. What's your thoughts? Join the conversation. Let us know where you think Brady Kachuk is going to end up. Is he going to sign short-term, long-term, or are they going to have to trade him? I'm interested to hear the thoughts of our next guest here as we get Zach Madero's Grey Cup champion on the line. Because, because I mean, obviously he's going to want to talk flyers, and we're not going to let him talk flyers because we have been heavy on the Ottawa Senators in this one. Mark Broussard joined us earlier. Ken Warren was on the line. And now we dialed up our friend Zach Medeiros to talk some Eastern Conference. Hey, buddy, give me a quick uh, thought on Brady Kachuk here. Do you think he starts? Is, is opening night, is he in the lineup for Ottawa or what? Man, I sure hope so. I haven't really paid attention to all that contract talk in the past few days. But, I mean, based off what he wants, I mean, at this point, you kind of need a face. You, you kind of need a captain at this point. And, I, I mean, it's no secret. He's going to be your captain going forward. So, give the man what he wants. Him and Thomas uh, – Shabbat, are, are, they're obviously about your core pieces in Ottawa, right? And, I mean, they've desperately needed a guy in the past few years to kind of take over like the, the reins of the team. So, give him what he wants, so you can kind of put this all to rest and move forward. West Coast Hockey Bias chimes in and says the Kings could put a really nice package together for Brady Kachuk. Well, I think if they do that, then they're out on Jack Eichel, and I think Eichel's a better fit or a, a better opportunity for the Kings right there. That's my thoughts, at least. Hey, you know, let's let's talk Flyers. I got to give you your time to talk about them preseason. It's going fine. They're clipping wrong, right? You, you can't put too much stock into the preseason. But again, another week, another Carter Hart conversation. What have you seen in his game so far? He looks like he's had a proper offseason to prepare accordingly. You know what I mean? He's had the full offseason to train. Same thing with Martin Jones, too. He looks a bit better. But Carter, you can just tell it's a nice breath of fresh air coming out of a a normal off season kind of putting last year out the window and rearview mirror and a new crop of talent in front of them. 
and I get it. Like, like the games that they they played that they played well so far. Obviously, Boston the other night when they won two to one in overtime, they looked pretty good. But that's not an NHL roster, and I get that. But overall, I'm very impressed with Carter's play, and hopefully, you can pick it up during the regular season. Now, one of the Metro teams you've been bullish on, and this is what you tell me, is the New Jersey Devils. I don't see anything there. I don't think Dougie Hamilton is as big of a difference maker as other people say. I think PK Subban's past his prime. Jack Hughes is fine. I mean, Nico Heischer's fine. Mackenzie Blackwood, he's unvaccinated. <laughs> so tell tell me what what's the what's it about the Devils that gets you so bullish? See, Cody, this is why we don't get get along, buddy. Because you pay attention to the West way too often that you don't have enough time to focus on the East. And yeah, from what right. I've seen, you know. Listen, yeah, I mean, if we're going to focus on just core pieces, yeah, obviously, you look at P.K. Subban, I mean, he, he's been okay, average at best the past few years. But, I mean, I look at their young core, and again, I'm not expecting them to win the Metro here. I expect them to make enough noise that they can kind of sneak in in that wildcard spot. And, you know, again, you you brought the, those names, and Nico Heischer, he, he's, he keeps improving. Maybe he's not where he, he should be quite yet, but he keeps getting better. Jasper Bragg, guys like this, Blackwood, you know, I think there, there's something there and, you know, him being the uh, starter, I think he's one of the bright spots in the Devils, especially over the past few years. And they're, I guess who I want to call the rebuild and a very sneaky, you know, we, we can talk about Hamilton as well, but Jonathan Bernie, I think that's a huge pickup for them as, as I assume he might be their backup, but he can push Blackwood for, for some starting minutes too. So I think that that could be a solid tandem going forward. And again, that share Govich guy, Hughes, I mean, don't overlook this team. Yes, they're young, but they have, they have a lot of pace on their team. Um, Ty Smith, we didn't bring him up, and I'm not going to upload the whole prospect pool. Otherwise, you're going to yell at me once this conversation is done. But they have a lot of good – and again, last thing I'm going to bring up, Thomas Tatar. Listen, he's not going to light, light the world on fire, but that's a nice veteran move, and I think he's going to contribute a lot to that top six. I was going to compliment you on how good of a breakdown that was until you brought up Thomas Tatar. Now, tell me true or false here, and this is just on the, the statement, the New York Islanders are the best team in New York right now, but the New York Rangers have the most potential. True or false? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think the Islanders are, are going to win the division, though. Where do you think the Rangers end up? Oh, I think they'll be in that four spot. So right, wild card right, right potentially. Yeah, wild card. Okay, okay. Shesterkin or Sorokin? Who do you like better? I like Sorokin better. Really? Yeah, I think he's better. I you mean, don't Sorokin's think he's just a? Bad, you don't think he's a product of the system? You don't think that his performance, his numbers, are the fact that he plays on the most boring NHL team? No, man. You know what? There are some games last year. Again, I'm a Philly fan, so I watch all these games, especially last year. They, they played the Islanders about 100 times, so I got to know his name. You know, I, I watched him, you know, pretty much for half the year, and he kept him in a lot of games, so very impressed with his play. And again, that last year was his first year in the NHL, too, if I'm correct, so, you know, he's just going to keep building off of that, and again, they, they keep adding to that back end. Um, no, I, I like him. Sorkin's great too, but no, I'm gonna have to go with Sorokin. Are the Canes better or worse this year? Oh man, I think they're gonna be about the same, to be honest. I think uh, you know what, losing Hamilton is gonna be a bit of a blow. Um, insert Ethan Bear, uh, and then you get Tony D'Angelo. I'm not really sure what you're gonna quite get there, but you know what? I people are not gonna probably agree with me on this, but Kokin Yemi, I think, can be a sneaky pick with them. He's coming into a group where there's more talent around him, and 
Yes, again, you're also talking about a guy who entered the NHL when he was 17, 18. He's had moments where he's looked really good. And then he's had moments, you know, frequently, obviously in the playoffs as well, where he just kind of falls off the map a little bit. But playing with the likes of Shvechnikov and Aho, um, guys like this in the lineup, you, you got to figure he's, he's going to put up more points. He's going to be more involved in their system. And they got to figure out to make it work because he's getting paid six sheets this year. Without him, Montreal doesn't make the Stanley Cup Finals and they probably don't get past Toronto, so I'll stick it there. Ovi, does Ovi score 50? I know the Caps haven't won a single preseason game yet. Their goaltending is very questionable, but I want to stick to the main piece. Ovechkin, how many goals? Oh, man. I, I, every year, I think he's just going to regress and get less, but he keeps proving me wrong and shoving his foot down my throat. So, yeah, I think he's going to get 50, no problem. Who's your top three teams? In the uh, the the metro, metro, leave it at this. Top three teams. Okay, so we got the Islanders. Yep. We got Washington, and we got Philly. Obviously, I got to put Philly in my top three. Okay, so I don't have Washington there. I've got Carolina instead. That's yeah. That yeah. That's what I just think. It, it, I just think system. I think the experience. Eric says Ovi's going to score fifty plus. Now that would be insane. Yeah. If he does fifty. That's crazy. That's crazy. All righty, Zach. Sorry we had to push you back, but uh, other people take priority over you. We'll get you back on normal time uh, next week. Same time, same place. All right, buddy? Sounds good, bud. Zach Medeiros right there joining us on World Hockey Report. Abbreviated segment. Abbreviated segment. Mind you, very bullish capital fan. Hey, Eric, I love it. I am all for it. And just, just to let everyone know as well, everyone knows my favorite hockey turn of the year is the Spangler Cup, and the great people at Sports Travel Tours want you to experience it as well. Check out all the available packages at sportstraveltours.com. They got a bunch of different options, so go check them out. Of course, World Hockey Report presented by Lord Co. Auto Parts. Visit Lord Co.'s in-store truck centers at select locations and download the World Hockey Report podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. The absolute people that make it happen. Isha, Dylan, they're awesome. Alrighty, everyone, tomorrow we're going to be back and we are going to open up the phone lines. I kid you not, it's going to be a riot. We'll talk Jack Eichel, we'll talk Oilers, everything you want. Open line tomorrow. Until then, everyone, be kind, be better. 